Hey, this is Thinking and Drinking. I'm your host, Bart Almond. Over the last 30 years or so, I've worked for major record companies, working with major artists such as Alabama, the Dixie Chicks, and Florida Georgia Line. I've also been writing songs for the past 15 years, have over 50 cuts, two number ones, and made a lot of friends along the way. I'm going to be talking to some of those friends about songs, life on the road, and just life in general. I hope you have as much fun as I will. Robert Counts is what Amy calls a unicorn. He was actually born in Franklin, Tennessee, and is in the country music business. That's extremely rare. I had a chance to sit with him and former thinking and drinking guest Jimmy Ritchie, write a whip-ass song, and then do this chat. I was blown away. I found him to be my mini-me, and by that, I only mean his age, because he's a hoss and could snap my face in two if he chose to. I had such a blast talking with him about writing... His new single, What Do I Know, with Hardy, that's out on Sony Records and Tapes. I really wish I knew him before we did this, but I look forward to getting to know him better. Here's Robert Counts. Robert Counts. In the Think, flesh. Thinking and drinking. Thinking and drinking, <laughs> baby. Flesh. Dude, you just let me write a song with you. What a blast. Thank you so much. Absolutely. That was a good time. I'd love to come back and, and do it again. <sighs> Who was that other guy there? Uh, oh, nobody. We don't need to mention him. It's just a little-known guy by the name of J.R. Jimmy Ritchie. That's Jimmy him. the Chin. What? No story there, Bart. I'm not going to lie. I just call him Jimmy the Chin because I think it sounds hilarious. It's J.R., Bobby C., and Bart in the holla. Right in the I song. have known Jimmy a long time. And Sorry about that, Bart. No. Well, <laughs> I've known you... Two hours, and you just made me laugh. Okay, that's good. Yeah, no. If you get along with Jimmy, me and you will get along great. That's. I think there's a reason we got together today. So you are born in the Franklin area. I am. I'm a uh, fantastic a native, a unicorn. There's not that. Yeah, you. That exactly right. Yeah. Are you from a musical family? Uh, not particularly. My dad plays a little bit of music. Okay, um, he's kind of one of those. Um. He's kind of one of those guys that's inclined, I guess you could say, not like a savant or like anything, that. But definitely inclined. You know, <laughs> I remember we had a piano in my house, and he, uh, he, you know, I'm sitting there and we're listening to Piano Man, and I'm like, Dad, you ought to learn how to play this, you know. And he goes, I could play that, and literally just starts tinkering away, tinkling. Oh, come I, on, I couldn't believe it. Uh, so he played a little bit of piano. I guess he that was just kind of a secret he kept in his back pocket. Um, and then me and him would play. He played mandolin too. So of course we're having oh cool. We're doing bluegrass on the porch. You know when I learned to play acoustic, it was you know he had me just chugging away on the acoustic, playing all the boring stuff while he got to you know pick away. But um, other than that, I wouldn't say a particularly musical family. Dude, you uh, you say I learned to play the acoustic while he was playing mando. Today, I mean, I'm looking at your guitar. Two capos and a tuner, and you tune down twice. I tuned down a step and a half. So where did you? Where did all that? The, the capo judo, or just all the all the stuff <laughs> yes. that's going there on that that Martin guitar. You give me a Martin guitar, it sounds good by itself. Did it sound and add twelve awesome. capos? <laughs> and then, but no, seriously, where did where did where did well guitar and then your own experimentation with the with the capos and everything where does that come from uh really i have to say probably from writers rounds um, okay we all know and love writers rounds you get up there it's four we people with acoustic know. guitars and <laughs> you're sharing your songs and you know it can get a little bit uh, fatiguing on the ear after everybody's gone through their first two or three songs yes, and indeed it's everybody's playing in the key of g <laughs> and you know so I, for me it was just a thing 
I guess I heard John Mayer say one time, and I'm I'm not getting derailed here. This is going somewhere, but I heard him say, you know, when you when he plays guitar, he looks at it as is like bang for your buck. You know, like okay. what can you get out of? He wants to get the maximum sound and an emotion and feel out of the the, the least effort. Okay. And, and so for me, I just kind of I do I put it in a weird tuning. It's like an open C sharp is what I like to play in a lot. And you pretty much just have to do one string. You just change, <laughs> but it sounds so big. It sounds like a power chord, and so. I don't know. So it writers rounds. It goes over a lot better. So you should be called Robert C. Sharp. Yeah, Bobby C. Bobby C. Sharp. Dude, I love Bam. it. I love Come that. On. You heard it here, folks. <laughs> Thinking and drinking. Bobby C. Sharp in the house. No, that's that's. I don't know, man. What your playing style is is really cool, and I'm always. I just love what everybody does. I'm. Not smart. <laughs> Bob, I do not believe that. <laughs> so all I play is just, I just play normal. So when, when tunings like that kind of, you, you know, when you come in here and you do that sort of tuning and playing and it's so stupidly musical, but it's not boring. You know, there's some tunings that kind of get kind of dull yeah and what you were doing today is just blowing my mind man that's that's well, awesome you know i mean when you get in a writer's room and all you've got is acoustic guitars to write yeah. on you can't you don't have a full band a lot you know and so you're writing on acoustic you just it's just to get a feel and make you get the energy up a little bit it's just kind of easy power chords so you don't write with a full band a lot in a writer's I, room i haven't but i mean you know sometimes when you get with your band and yeah. not in a writer's room yeah. but you know when you're with no. your band hey guys this sounds good you're you know get chugging on something so, you, this is insane. You went to Lee University. Yes. In Cleveland, Tennessee. Cleveland, Tennessee. And you got a degree in biochemistry. Of all things. So, how did you get from biochemistry to what we did today and all points in between? There's, there's no direct route. It was, it's, okay. uh, you know, a hop, skip, and a jump. Yes. Uh, no, so I went to Lee University, Cleveland, Tennessee. I believe it's the meth capital of Tennessee, and I want to put that in the podcast. I feel like people should know that. I did not know that. Yeah, uh, Cleveland's a weird place. Um, I don't mean to shit talk it, but uh, weird, weird place for sure. I had a great experience there. Like I, like you said, got a degree in biochemistry. Um, I knew that I wanted to to uh, be a pre med student, move on, go to go to medical school, and eventually yeah, yeah. Uh, get into orthopedic surgery. Uh, after seeing oh, my dad yeah, okay. get both of his knees replaced when I was in maybe the maybe middle school, eighth eighth grade, seventh eighth grade. Wow! He got a bilateral knee surgery, got both knees replaced at the same time. Literally cut them out, put titanium knees in. Had a lot of trouble walking. He'd come to my football games, and I'd see him hobbling, and you know, and he's not an—he wasn't an old guy at the time. Gosh. He was fifties, and it's just terrible to see. He got both of his knees replaced, and he was a new man. I mean, right. like it was—it was incredible to see what that doctor was able to do for him. Mm. Uh, that piqued my interest in orthopedics, and that is kind of what got me on that track. Um, went, ended up going to school, you know, and music is something that was in the background of all of this. I was yeah. playing coffee shops. I was writing songs. Okay, my friends liked it, you know. Hey, here, here's something. Me just making people laugh, being a goober, that kind of stuff. I, I really not aware that you could that I could do it as a career. You know, yeah. as a guy that's from Nashville, you see a lot of people try and fail, and it's, yeah. it's more a byword for a career. It's like, oh yeah, he's guys in the music industry. You know, it's just it's that guy that never quit wanting to be the front man. You know, and, yeah. and that kind of thing. So it was never in my family looked at as a viable career option. It was kind of a fun thing that my parents enjoyed listening to my music. 
I played in church. I played for my friends. I, you know, is that kind of a thing. Um, ended up graduating from Lee University, moving back to town. Uh, and I was, I had entered into this amateur songwriting competition at Puckett's Grocery and Restaurant, if you're familiar. Oh my gosh. You, you, you seem like you know Puckett's. I love can, me they, some Puckett's. They can't see you, but you're, oh, yeah. you just smiled so big. Uh, <laughs> uh, Puckett's Grocery, I love that place. I entered into a just a little summer seven-week songwriting competition. You okay, come, cool. You come every Tuesday night. I think it was called Rising Star. Okay. You know, only amateur songwriters, no pros. And so... You know, you'd write a new song every week. It was it was country. Oh, that's song cool. driven. Um, so I listened to a lot of country growing up, but but I definitely had more of like I was into indie rock, kind of Kings of Leon was my thing. And, yeah, yeah. But ended up writing country songs, trying to trying my hand at that, telling a story, you know, and coming down there and ended up doing really well at that competition. Um, and and over the seven weeks, kept moving through and kept beating people, and then yeah. ended up getting to the final four and. By, winning go ahead sorry no i was gonna say by beating people did you mean like physically well the the audience I'm I, I literally you took the gloves off <laughs> and you had to take your guitar well because you're a pretty husky guy yeah hu- I, I husky can, <laughs> i can see you beating i'm a plus size guy i mean what can i say Bart? uh I, I do well i do well hey i've just i've got a lettered handgun that's all i'm saying <laughs> i've got a loaded handgun you're in the south when uh no but um did that competition. It was a lot of fun. You yeah. know, it's kind of the people eating dinner there. You, they listen to the songs and they all kind of vote at the end of the okay. day. And so it uh, did well there and ended up meeting a publisher um, that gave me my first publishing deal. Love what I did. And he just – he had a new company he was starting, had a bunch of financial backing. I knew nothing about the industry okay. or, or who I should be partnering up with, but I love this guy. He was kind of a family friend. And um, Do you want to say who this was? Oh, uh, yeah. His name is Michael Blanton. Oh, okay. Um, I, I don't know if you know – you might know Michael. Maybe. I believe so. I yes. don't know. Michael Blanton, great man, and, and gave me my first shot okay. really, at, awesome. at, at the music industry, at a career, gave me my first publishing deal, believed early on in what I did. And I got to tell you, Bart, I was, I, I was in the rough for sure. I don't even want to say that I was a diamond in the rough, but I was something <laughs> in, the, in the rough. I knew that I liked to write songs. I don't know if they were good, but... But Michael uh, took me out to lunch and said, man, I think you got something. Um, you know, you ought to try this. And, of course, I told him, well, you know, I, I just I finished my biochemistry undergrad degree. I'm, 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 I'm kind of studying for the MCAT now. I'm going to go to med school. And he said, man, you can always go back and do graduate studies. You can always go back and do that. Um, I wouldn't say that he next necessarily talked to me into it but just you know he was a voice yeah. of reason there for for hey man just you got to try this and talk to my parents and we thought it would you know kind of would look good if i took it one year take a gap year yeah it'd be something that looked good on a resume you had a publishing deal in nashville you know that whole left brain right brain math and artistic <laughs> we we were just plotting out you know trying to make a plan as as best we could and so i did it for for one year and um you know i just thought kenny chesney was going to pick up a song that i'd yep. written and you know, I was going to make a ton of money and just I did was he? very naive. Bart, it goes without saying he did not pick <laughs> up a song. Um, but, but, you know, I, I, I cut my teeth at that uh, publishing company for ended up being there for three years. And they just let me they gave me a, a beautiful office to write in or, you know, I was they, their office, but a writing room in there to be able to just practice and get better. And, you know. Who did your publisher line you up with? What writers did you write with? That was the thing, man. They, it, it, you know. 
I don't want to speak ill of this company because they were so good to me. And, yeah. and Michael Blanton especially and a lot of people that were there. It was called B Entertainment. Um, really cool company. And I don't want to say anything negative about it, but it was a new company. I think they had their hands in a lot of different things. They, they were kind of a – there was a management branch and they were, sure. I think, trying to be a label a little bit. And then they had this publishing arm that I was there with a few other writers. And it's just a new company uh, starting out. Um, so they weren't – all that to say they weren't – Booking me, I, I think probably now that I'm with Sony ATV, I, I see yeah. how people really take care of your calendar. I don't think that they're in a place where they just really were um, booking me out as much as they should have been. Right. Uh, and I didn't know that at the point. Yeah. So I was booking a lot of my own co-writes and people I'd meet at writers' rounds. Sure, um, which is what you have to do. Yeah, you got to hustle, you know. Yeah. And it's it's uh, that's what it was. Um, and you know, ended up writing with a good buddy of mine. We we probably wrote twice a week for years. You know what I mean? Just it ended up being me and one other guy. But um, I don't know. It was it was a good start, and it was a good first, I guess, intro into the yeah. music industry. Absolutely, man. How did you uh, meet Jimmy Ritchie? Uh, Jimmy Ritchie. Man, it's a it's a dark story. I'm sorry. We're you know go. what, dude? I, uh, <laughs> just go there. <laughs> I'm, I'm really sorry. Yeah, I just kind of... Okay, Bart, but I'm I'm going to tell you. Twist my arm. No. Dude, Jimmy's a great guy. We all know and love Jimmy Ritchie. Uh, it's a very interesting story, actually, um, that starts with my girlfriend. Jimmy was hitting on my girlfriend. No, I'm just kidding. Um, my girlfriend worked at a restaurant. Which I can believe. Yeah. <laughs> Bart, you had no qualms about her. You were like, yeah, I can see that. I totally. I get it. Um, you, know, girlf- you know, Robert, you know, you know, you know, Robert. Yeah, what can yeah. I say about you? <laughs> But no, Jimmy Ritchie, uh, here's the story. My girlfriend worked at a restaurant in the Franklin factory called Sapphire. It is oh, not yeah, yeah. there anymore. You, yeah, you remember Sapphire. Absolutely. Um, she was working there, uh, tending bar, kind of doing her, her thing, and this was her, her night gig. And Jimmy was there with Tim Rushlow, okay. who we all know and love. Love Tim. Um, they were there seeing Music City Roots that used to be in the factory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, I don't know who exactly they were there, seeing Jim Lauderdale maybe. Uh, I can't remember who he told me, but saw the show and then meandered over to Sapphire. Okay. After there uh and you know just just they had been drinking over there we're going to have a nightcap I guess at Sapphire. My girlfriend's drinking you know coffee. cleaning glasses and just yeah. Yeah, yeah. Dr- drinking coffee. Yeah, that's you know yes. Jimmy Ritchie. That's yes. what he's drinking. Probably decaf. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, knowing Jimmy. I Well, yeah. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um <laughs> I love it. Um no, but so he he meanders in there and she overhears him talking about how Man, you know, just the, the woes of the music industry. We're yeah. all, you know, oh, I just don't know what's going on. This, this is happening. I'm trying to, yeah, well, you know, just kind of um, just talking and thinking, you know, maybe I just need to help more people. Maybe I just need to put good energy out, positive vibes. You know, I don't know. I get negative. I don't know. And she comes up, you know, if you want to help people, you ought to help my, my boyfriend because he's, I mean, he's great. He's awesome. Just, she just totally sold me Dang, to, to this dude. guy. She didn't know, but she, you know, Jimmy comes in with his bleach blonde hair <laughs> and just has a very musician, musical, yeah. I'm in the industry type guy. Yeah. And so she just pitches me um, and, you know, talks me up and everything. He ends up leaving his card for her. And okay. I, you know, sorry, I'm probably dancing all around, making the story way longer than it needs to be. I ended up taking a meeting with him. I didn't know Jimmy had a card, so that's that's good. Oh, Jimmy's right card is like it's there. It's awesome. You should get him to give you one. Uh, it's like freaking like eel skin with some like embossed gold. I mean, it's that is sweet. dude. If you saw Jimmy's card, you would think he was legit. It was it was it's awesome. His card's great. No, no, but I took his card. He it was so funny because typical Jimmy fashion. He just says, "Hey, you know, just tell your boyfriend to Google me." Yeah. 
<laughs> does that out there, and I'm like, oh, okay, I'll Google you. So I like I Googled him, and sure yeah, enough, right. his credentials come up. You know, he worked with Sam Hunt and Jake Owen, and he's like, done some stuff. Done some stuff, yeah. man. Like he, yep. he he really has, and um, ended up taking a meeting with him. Um, and he loved my voice. He really was able to buy into what I do. He got it. Yeah, you know? for, sure. So, for sure, for um, sure. He yeah, he just he he kind of. Uh, we ended up writing a lot together. He ended up booking me around town with some, I mean, bucket list people that I'd always wanted to write yeah. with. Um, and he just, he just kind of told me, he said, just, well, just give me your list. Who people you want to write with? I'll see what I can do, you know? And so we started booking co-writes and writing songs and, you know, match, match made in heaven. Here we are. And three years later, you're writing with me. Yeah. And three years <sighs> later, I'm out here in the hollow. So how did you get signed to Sony? How did that work? Um, so I have to give, Oh, oh go ahead. No, I was, did you get signed to Sony Records or Sony Publishing first? Oh, Sony Records. Okay. First. So okay. Um, Jimmy, some people might not know, Jimmy actually had a um, like a joint venture publishing company that he was a part of when we met. Okay. And I was just, it happened to be looking for a new deal. My deal, my place was up and I was kind of, so I stumbled into Row Entertainment where he was working um, and uh, ended up signing on as one of the writers there. Oh, cool. And getting booked. And so I, I was there for a little stint. And, um, uh, you know, I was writing a bunch of songs and, and, and then here I'll segue into how I got in at the label. Uh, I guess Jimmy, we, we were writing and we kind of got a handful of songs and then we were going to go play the songs for A&R over at Sony it, more right. to pitch them okay. uh, more than anything, but I was going to play a few tunes and, you know, just see what kind of fell out, you know, yeah, yeah. ended up going in there and I played for Jim Catino was, was there. Um, love him. I love, love old Catino. And uh, him and uh, Taylor Lindsay and uh, and Margaret uh, Tomlin were, were in the room. And I started playing some songs that I'd written. And I ended up playing this one backseat driver that I'd actually written at my old publishing deal. I had it for a while. Um, and uh, actually, no, that wasn't under the old deal. That was, needless to say, neither here nor there. But they backseat went, driver. They went holy crap. Went and played that song for them, and 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 they they loved it, which I was shocked because I thought we were just going in to play. Say, hey, <laughs> pitch this to your you you know this guy's on this label. Yeah. And Brad Paisley, think you want to cut something like this? You know, and, but they loved it, and they called Randy Goodman, the uh, the president, in the middle of the meeting, and he and I was just I was like, oh my gosh, like was not prepared for this. Played him the song again. He's in tears. You know, it's a song I wrote about my dad, mm. and so he immediately is thinking of his son and. uh uh, shameless plug if you haven't heard Backseat Driver it's out on all streaming platforms please go stream it a million times please please um, uh, Bart told me I could shamelessly plug whatever I wanted <laughs> no I'm um, shameless I'd also like to throw out Goody's uh, powder you know if you are no. <laughs> ibuprofen no um, and Martin Guitars yeah, hello uh, Martin Guitars Martin if you're out there I need a guitar <laughs> um, right. no but went in there had a great meeting Randy uh, ends up offering me a deal and just on the spot. And it was just unbelievable. Seriously, One of the best days uh, in my whole music career um, was Holy just crap. being able to get a record deal on the spot, not prepared for it. Uh, couldn't believe it. I mean, um, yeah, so that's how I kind of got in the door mm. at Sony. And then and then at Sony ATV, just, just kind of as my time uh, with uh, Row Entertainment, that publishing company came up. We just, sure. just kind of seemed like a logical next step to, to sign on with a bigger pub company. Well, so your your uh, single right now, "What Do I Know," which is killing it. Yeah. Did you write that with Jake and Hardy, or did you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we, we wrote it um, together. It was a uh, the summer of 2018. It was actually a couple years ago. Okay, and it was 
I loved that song when we wrote it. It was I thought it was so cool. Oh, it's great. Um, it was kind of a departure from what I was doing at the time. Yeah. So it was really weird. That's kind of how Nashville works, I guess, is you, you write a song and sometimes it can rear its head later, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so I wrote it and I, I, I remember playing it for Jimmy and just thinking, man, I love this, dude. I, I, it's like rock country. It's, got, it's, it's like we got a message, but it just rocks. I mean, yeah. people would love this. You know, and I was kind of—I was in the middle of releasing an EP that was more singer-songwriter, kind of a little bit, little bit uh, softer. It wasn't sure. quite as hairy as that song was. And yeah, that's a big old drop D rock number. Yeah, yeah I mean, like you're killer, dropping yeah. some D on that song. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're—it's it, that's the thing, <laughs> yeah. and that sounded weird. Now that I hear it back, and you know, no, but uh, yeah, it's a, it's a rock song, and it just didn't make sense on that EP that was was coming out. So. Kind of just shelved it and just said, I love this. I know I love it. It's going to have a place somewhere. And, and then, you know, fast forward um, to a couple years, um, you know, brought it up at the label in one of our song meetings. Just, that's yeah, a song I've always loved. would love to do something with this. And they yeah. flipped out. They just were like, oh, my gosh. And opportune time for me to take a little bit of a shift um, artistic just with what I was doing. You know, yeah, yeah. when you're a young artist, you're just you're trying to ex- explore any all the avenues of what you do and just figure out what your lane is, if if I can say that or yep. you know, and and just I don't know. So that that was something that I that I wanted to to try my hand at and I, I think it was great. It's obviously my first single to terrestrial radio and So what what has Sony had you do as far as radio goes? With this single and stuff, I mean, you you can't go out and see him. You can't go out and do a ton of shows. So what what are you doing as a, as a brand new artist, first single, all this stuff? What are you doing? Yeah, there's not much you can do. Like yeah. in the the pandemic, uh, it really it chafes, Bart. Um, if I can, it just chafes right here. You know. Uh, no, I mean like, and, and it got everybody. Like, I was I was overseas yeah, playing sure. a run of shows. We were in Italy. My girlfriend and I. We what? were doing C to C, country to country, big big music festival that I was just lucky enough to get on as an acoustic oh, side so cool. guy. You know, so we got to travel. We were we were over there doing stuff, and 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 I remember being in Northern Italy when like President Trump was like, um, we were kind of had a few days off, and so we were traveling, and he had just released his thing about. Uh, you know, we're closing all the borders. You know, get, right. get back to the United States. So, so I call him. It really it was just a crazy, oh, crazy time, and, and we were getting back. And um, you know, got it got back safe, and it was good. Um, but ended up kind of just just quarantining, uh, being yeah. safe all through the summer, and then about I think that August, July, August was about the time the label started talking about what do I know, and hey, we could do this. And I said, well, how are we going to do? I'm a new guy. How are we going to do a radio tour? Yeah. Like I want to do a radio tour, and you know, I mean, you know me as if you can't tell from this podcast already, I love to talk. I love you're a little know, effusive. You're, yeah, okay. I don't know what that means, but it's, I'm I'm going to take your word for it's it. It's good. It's good. <laughs> you're effusive. No. <laughs> no, but I, you know, I wanted to get out and meet and mingle and wine uh, and dine. And yeah, do the whole, that. Yeah. the whole song and dance. And they said, well, Bobby, you're going to have to do it over Zoom uh, because yeah. we can't do, take that risk, blah, blah, blah. We're going to be safe. And I said, okay, all right. So we, we kind of set up a rig. And to answer your question, how did, how did, what, how some of the promotional things that we were able to do, we did a virtual radio tour, I think, if I'm not misquoting. Um, the label. I think I'm the first artist over there to to have done a virtual wow. radio to really spearheading something over there. If I can just how many radio stations did you have? All of them. We we Dang. we got to a maybe not all of them, but a big <laughs> chunk. What they would do, we rec- we pre recorded um, three songs: um, the single "What Do I Know" and then "Backseat Driver" and a, okay. a couple other things. And 
just did did this thing, used this this SoundFi company that just was really good at you know oh, cool. capturing audio. Okay. Kind of gave us this product that was um, this 3D audio experience that we were. You you are definitely better in 3D. Yeah. I think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, I live my life in 3D. Well, and, you know, I'm just as used you to should. It. Uh, <laughs> as you should. No, but uh, I. Yeah. So we we did this we did this um, 3D audio thing, and we kind of put my little logo, my Robert Counts logo, oh, on cool. some headphones, sent them out to the stations, and said, "Hey guys, oh, nice. join us. Watch this 20 minute presentation where I intro the songs, I talk about, I give a little bit of my bio, introduce myself, and then we're going to have a Zoom chat where you can ask me questions. Cool. And then of course I was, I kind of came, you know, with some questions in my back pocket to kind of spurn conversation yeah. and just get it rolling. And we did our best. I think it went well. Dude. I think the radio stations were able to get a first yep. taste of it, but I, you know. We'll see if it worked out for me. I don't know. So did you get to do a lot of shows before the COVID all came in? Or did you get shut down while you were in Italy and that was that? that dude, That those shows in March, like the last show that I played, the very last show that I played was an acoustic show in like a little pizza restaurant in Berlin. That wow. was it. And I didn't know it was going to be the last show. I mean, because yeah. I would have taken a few more solos. I'm not going to lie. If I'd have known, <laughs> like it was me solo acoustic stomping my foot for some percussion. But I, I would have, I would have, I'd have, I'd have spread out a little bit more if I'd have known. Maybe you rented a guitar and spiked it. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Totally. I just, just broken it so people knew that I, you know, they could take me seriously. This is my brand. This is what I do. So are you, are you hearing from booking agents whatever like what's coming up or do you even know does anybody know uh, i wish i could tell you my uh i'm at William morris and we we had a little meeting with my agent the other day and i said man i'm seeing people on instagram they're, they're yeah. playing shows they're going down to florida you know uh, give me anything, uh, anything right. i'll take anything you got and he he just was kind of man let's just wait it out a little bit more I, they're not making money be, there's no way they're making money think about it a lot of these places are, are you know 50 percent capacity you know Except for Texas and Florida, a lot of those are hundred percenters. So you could probably go down there and play some shows. I heard there's a uh, a pizza place in Berlin. Yeah, that uh, they're open. I heard they're open. They're, they're open uh, to to acoustic music. <laughs> no, but it's it's just been wild, man. And and to get back to that question, I haven't been able to do a lot, and yeah. that's what sucks. I mean, August of 2020, that single went to radio. We did yeah. we did radio tour for three months, as you do. Yeah. Got through it a little bit quicker because it was Zoom. We probably took a six weeks, six, seven right. weeks. And, you know, you just do what you can. But it, it, when you're not able to go back and, like, leverage yourself yeah. with these stations, hey, I'm going to come play some shows. Let me know what you need. I'm, I'm yeah. willing to hustle. There's nothing you can do because everybody's trying to stay safe. And, Man. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just not fun. God bless you, dude. That's, thank, that's thank you, Bart. Thank you, Bart. <laughs> Dude, this is fun. Let's just go for two hours. Well, do you want to do my lightning round? Yeah, I, I would love to. I, I'm, I'm more of a thunder man myself, but <laughs> let's do the lightning round. Okay, what this is, is I'm going to ask you a question. Okay. And I want you to give me an answer. <laughs> yeah, the plot thickens. Well, you know, quickly if you can. <laughs> What's your favorite book? Ooh, favorite. If I have oh, a favorite book. Man, it'd have to be Lord of the Rings. All right, yeah. all right. So I was going to ask you who your favorite authors are, but I'm guessing it's Tolkien. So yeah, it depends on what kind of a mood I'm in. You know, if all you're right. in the fiction mood, you know, just in the mood for a, a wonderful tale, 
So Lord of the Rings is fiction? Lord Lord of the Rings. Yes. Okay. Set at the same time as Game of Thrones, though. I wonder if those characters knew each other. Maybe. I don't know. So are you a bath or a shower guy? Uh, Shower guy. Nice. Why would you you want to, I don't know, sit in your own body water and just (laughs) splash around? Definitely shower guy. Body water. (laughs) What's the last gift you gave someone? Um. Oh, a bottle of bourbon, Jack Daniel's single barrel. Um, that's good. To uh, Michael Hardy for being featured on this new song. All I right. said, "Hey, bro, thanks, man. You didn't have to do that. It was awful nice of you. It was awful nice. Awful nice. What's the first concert you saw? How old were you? And did you get a T-shirt?" Ooh, uh, first concert. Um, <laughs> you know, it might have been. It's kind of weird because the first concert was probably like one of those. Um, I don't know, like one of those. It was probably like Switchfoot. Oh, if you remember yeah. Switchfoot? Like I was I really, love super guys. into like. The whole like Christian rock scene yeah, for like yeah. Lion K, that whole thing. And those guys are really good. Oh, super good. <laughs> yeah. And so it was probably Switchfoot. I, I was a teenager. I don't remember. It was one of those things like, um, I don't know, like, oh man, like Warp Tour, like Acquire the Fire. Okay. I don't remember what it was called, but it was like a thing where a bunch of bunch of artists would come in and play. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah. It, was, it wasn't like a specifically, hey, I'm going to see Switchfoot. But I just remember being blown away by them and how tight their playing was. Yeah. Like, and it, obviously it's that punk, <laughs> punk kind of California rock. Really good. Yeah. Like, you got to be good. You can't, yeah. none of this Bobby C acoustic tuning your guitar, 12 capos. You can't do that, man. You got to be able to play a bar chord with all four fingers. Those guys can play bar chords. They know all the, they hit all the strings. Yeah, they, they, play all they know all the bar chords. They know all of them. Um, but that, it was great. I was a teenager. I don't remember, but I was blown away. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I'm making a lot. No, 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 no. What was the last movie you saw in a theater? Oh, man. We saw this one. Um, gosh, I'm bad with movie titles. That's the problem. It was that Robert De Niro movie, that new one where he's like something grandpa Something about a grandpa. Oh. You remember that? I forget the title. Like, f- f- Fun with Grandpa or something like that. Yeah. But it, was, it wasn't a great movie, and we didn't know it was a kid's movie. We thought it was, like, going to be a darker kind of... <laughs> what you can expect, expect from Robert De Niro, and it was like a, like a Disney movie. We got there, it was like a... All right, you're obviously a guitar guy. If money was no object, what guitar would you buy? Um... You know, I don't know a ton about guitars. I, uh, I know a little bit about acoustics... Not much of an electric player. I like Martins. That's a D twenty eight. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I, like I, I noticed you and I right. You were playing a. Was that a Santa Cruz? Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy has a Santa Cruz too. That's really nice. That yeah. I mean, best sounding guitar. I don't know what type of Santa Cruz. You probably uh, Tony Rice. Yeah. Which it, is essentially a D twenty eight. But, their version yeah, of that. Okay, yeah. yeah. So some, I mean, something in the that Santa Cruz makes. I think they just every one that I've. Uh, played or got my hands on I don't know much about but I know it sounds better than anything I've ever played and so (laughs) I don't know so what song if you could have written it would you have written whether it could be Amazing Grace or the National Anthem or whatever like what's your what's the song that just kills you every time you hear it um I really wish I had written uh, I Can't Make You Love Me 
Oh wow! That uh, Tom Douglas, Alan Shamblin. Yeah. Like that, I mean, that I think is one of my favorite song, one of the best song. I mean, if I could yeah. put my name on that song, it, that it's just and it's simple, man. It wasn't even like. Yeah. I mean, it was hard. I suppose I don't want to belittle what they did, but I mean, simple concept, just beautifully executed. Yeah. Um, not so, true, but it's a great. Oh, no, I guess it is true. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, not, not necessarily <laughs> true. I was also going to say songs I wish I'd written. What is the most streamed song of all time? Because I would love to be an, a writer on that. Song. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, I don't know what it is. But I need to. I need, maybe Mister Brightside, to. the Killers. Oh, I wish I'd have written maybe that. So, yeah. so if you weren't doing this. Writing with other brilliant songwriters, what would you be doing? Would you still be in biochemistry, or what? What do you think you'd be doing? I don't know, man. I'm like one of those guys that I get into stuff. You seem like I'm, I'm looking around your room, and I'm thinking you could be one of these guys too. I just get into stuff. I have a lot of different interests. Yeah. You have you have a, a, a golf bag. I got into golf like <laughs> recently, and I'm terrible. But I get. I feel like I could see myself doing any number of things. Um, medicine i feel like at this point it would just be a lot of work to get back into it you're looking at four years med school four right. years residence i mean it's it's a it's gonna be a hike um to get back into that <laughs> i think now i've also been looking into you know because there's ups and downs in the industry and you never know if it's going to work yeah. out for you if it's going to make it i've been looking at um surveying um like land surveying okay, yeah. uh, a lot of math and numbers and that i think something to just keep my brain occupied but i love being outside yeah um I might might start doing some of that in my in my spare time especially we don't know how long this pandemic's going to go you know maybe i'm just well gonna... you're obviously one of these multifaceted guys that has this sort of brain that can do math and be creative at the same time. Yeah. That's, that's impossible for me to do. I've never bounced my own checkbook. I'm 56 years old. I've never bounced that. You still have a checkbook? It's all, it's all in your phone. I think. Let me check with my wife. I think we do. Yeah, we have a checkbook. But you know what I mean? It's like you, you just have that sort of wide faceted brain that not everybody does, which is, it's pretty amazing to me. I, I don't know that it's a good thing. Though. That's what I'll tell you because I think those two sides of my brain, I think they work against each other. Like today, we're writing a song, and a part of my mind is thinking, "Well, that no, 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 it needs syllables. You got to have this syllable, and we got to land on a land on a ooh rhyme, and it needs to be." And then, and then you get your your other side of your brain saying, "No, nah, man, it just needs to feel good. Just right. make it, you yeah. know." And sometimes it's just button button yeah. heads, you know. I don't know. I think you did good. <laughs> Well, thanks, Bart. So, what are you listening to for fun these days? Uh, ironically, podcasts. Really? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I've gotten into podcasts a lot, and I think it's just because, you know, as a writer in town, you, you're so inundated with music all the time. You're listening to demos. Yeah. Uh, you're listening to work tapes. You're you're in a room all day, just usually with a track cycling while you're writing lyrics, and or you're banging on guitars like we were today. But it, it, it kind of gets tough for me. Uh, after a write, when I'm driving home to get in the car and turn on some Springsteen yeah. or some Kings of Leon or just something, just getting you know getting that headspace. So podcasts I found are, are awesome. Obviously, we talked about Joe Rogan today. I love JRE yeah. uh, that podcast. I've yep. been getting into uh, Theo Vaughn is a comedian. Oh yeah, yeah, Do you know yeah. Theo Vaughn? Yep. He, he he does like two yeah. or three podcasts. Uh, the the King and the Sting and this past weekend, he just cr- <laughs> I don't know why it is the guy is so goofy, but he cracks me up. Yeah. Like, Laughing out loud uh, in the car by myself, which is weird. But you, you really do find out how amazingly creative people are out there. I mean, I think Joe Rogan's manager told him there are, I believe, almost a million podcasts. Oh no way! Yeah, 
So, so people are really starting to like tear into it. Yeah, people are, st- and and everybody that's out of business, tons of musicians, athletes, race car drivers, uh, comedians, anybody that can't tour or can't do what they used to do, they're starting podcasts. Yeah, and there's a million of them. No one should listen to any of them other than thinking and drinking. I agree, but I'm just saying. T and D thinking and drinking <laughs> with Bart and Bobby C. You might have heard of us. Yeah, you might have heard of us. So, what's next for you, man? Do you, any idea? Um, yeah, hopefully, just uh, getting to play some shows. I know everybody says yeah. that's kind of a cop out, go to answer, but but getting to, getting to take the music to the people and just uh, like I say, as a new artist, that's just a vital part of where oh, I'm at man. in the whole process. I've yeah. got to get out in front of people. Um, you know, so doing that, just doing stuff like this, these podcasts, anything I can do to kind of, uh, shamelessly self promote and, and thank you, Bart, for having me on, on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Oh man. Um, what do I know? Go stream it a million times. Um, no, but yeah, just stuff like that. Obviously writing like we did today. Um, just building, continuing to build up my body of work and just yeah. kind of carve out. Dude, you're so much fun to write with cause you're, you are so you have the unbelievable ability to be completely lightning focused while you're also talking to your girlfriend who's working at a gym, whose electricity just went out. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. as soon as you got that taken care of, you came right back in and you were bam, right back into the thing and everything. It's like, you're great at that, man. That's, that, you. that's, that's, you. that's, you're not old and jaded like me just yeah. yet, you know? So no, hey, but I'm getting there, Bart. Well, keep it up. I'm, I'm, I'm working hard. Keep it know? up. And the focus is just the caffeine. It's well, just, just keep a steady stream of caffeine going at all times, you know. So what are your socials, your Instagram, Facebook, whatever? What would you like to say out here? Uh, socials. Everybody, if you could give me a follow, it would just be so uh, wonderful. I would love you forever. It's at Robert Counts Music. Um, it, for most of them, Instagram, Facebook, I believe we've got them all there. TikTok is a new one that I'm getting into. I can see I'm, you I'm, dancing. I'm, yeah, I mean, just like, learn to shake uh, my ass mm-hmm. and just some pop songs. Yeah, you know, I can it's see kinda, you doing that. I, I do. I do what I can, Bart, and you know, maybe dressing like a pickle or something. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. <laughs> dressing like a pickle. Oh yeah, maybe. <laughs> Where can I get a pickle costume? Oh, I'll find one for you. I'll, I'll get one. Amazon. <laughs> um, no, but uh, yeah, at Robert Counts Music. Give me a like. Give me a follow. Check out my tunes. Ask me questions. I do a. Um, I do a live stream show um like we've been talking about you know with not being able to tour yeah, yeah. it's called counts from the couch uh thursdays 5 p.m it's on facebook live instagram live um Sweet. so tune in at five o'clock 30 minutes me just being me you know probably more annoying you know than than you want to deal with but i do play some songs in there have a little bit of a cocktail update people and just hang out and answer questions so well I had a blast with you today, man, and I think you're I think you're great and I really appreciate you being here and uh hopefully you won't uh you know knuckle punch me on the way out. <laughs> no way. Hopefully we can still be buddies. Oh yeah. Robert Counts, thank you, man. Thank you, Bart. I appreciate it, man. See you soon. All right. Bye. Bye bye.